Hey all you listeners, welcome to The Wonder of It All Season 3, your host, my dad, Ben Brewster. Come on, Pops. Hey, welcome back, and thank you for for joining again another episode of The Wonder of It All. In today's episode is the third part of a conversation with Darren Shavers. As Darren shares about his religious heritage, a transformation that happened in his life when he was in college, and the career paths that he embarked upon and how his faith impacted those. Today, Darren shares more about his spiritual journey. I think you're going to like it. Thanks again for listening. So, Darren, last week you talked about this transformation that began to happen in your life that you noticed when you went to college and you began to discover some things, some things were revealed to you. And then as a youth minister, here you are as a youth minister within a context, a framework of the churches of Christ, but you are reaching some different conclusions than, than maybe some of the conclusions of your youth. Can you talk more about that? And and I will also say in addition to, you know, those Things being revealed, as you said, as I was in Lipscomb and, and obviously had some opportunities to sit at the feet of some magnificent uh, professors who I very much consider scholars. You know, I d- didn't completely understand it at the time. But now when I look back on that and, uh, the, you know, there were some some great uh, professors that, that had an incredible influence. But also as those things were revealed and I did start to grow in youth ministry, it was amazing that the different ministers that were placed into my life uh, at different times, whether it be through youth internships or when I started working uh, places that were working at, at congregations that were outside of kind of my area, you know, that I was used to and I had grown up. And it, it really, I can look back now and see how so many of those things, it, it was the right person at the right time. You know, I ended up being able to have conversations or learn from someone else as I've watched what they did. And it, and it lined up with um, those very things that I had, that had started to develop, that had started to grow, lined up with those very things that I wanted to teach uh, and were, were the cores of my, my ministry. Uh, even with uh, one of the final places that I worked, even though there were obviously some difficulties and, um, some struggles in, in, in trying to teach certain things and adapt certain things. Um, the minister that I worked the most with there, matter of fact, he was the only one that I worked with there. We were both there for an ext- many, several years, uh, ex- extended tenures in, in, in most ministry circles uh, for both the pulpit minister and then the youth minister. And it was amazing to me how many conversations we had where uh, and, and times of studying and learning together where we were on the same page, even if we got there together. And it was that, that process. And it's amazing how those things were lined up as I took steps. Yeah. And God's, God's bringing people into your life, connecting you with people. Uh, and, and the fact that you were there with the preacher for a long tenure, that, that's that's a God thing in and of itself. Absolutely. Because uh, statistically, tenures among ministers and churches mm-hmm. of Christ, pulpit, youth, whatever, uh, aren't aren't very long. No, no. So a- as you 
as you were growing in this way and, and, and thinking uh, maybe in a different framework than, than what you were, you were brought up in, did, were you feeling conflict with your heritage? And, and if so, what kind of feelings was that eliciting within you? Yeah, very much so. Uh, and it was, um, and I think we've talked about this at some point in the last couple, there, there's this, it's almost at times like a fearful growth. You know, you can see that as you, as you dig into scripture and you learn more and you learn from other people, not just your own, but you learn from others, you can see that you're taking right steps, that, that you're, 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 you know, prayerfully growing in the direction that God wanted me to grow. But there's, there was, um, this nagging that was always there that said, but you know, that's not right. You know that you shouldn't teach that. You know that, that people aren't really supposed to do that. Uh, you know, aren't supposed to worship in that way, whatever. That's just the first thing popped in my head, but whatever the, the conversation is, you know, there was always this, uh, Fear of leading someone to, you know, as not only am I learning, am I going in the wrong direction that, you know, because even though I, I know I'm not, there's, it's so contrary to everything I, I learned growing up that it almost felt like at times, well, I just got to figure out how it's wrong. It seems right right now, but I know it's wrong. So I got to figure that out. I know it's not the right path. I know it's not the right thing to teach, whatever the circumstance. So I got to, and so it, it, it creates this internal conflict of almost pushing against yourself that you're wanting to grow and you're wanting to move, but you also kind of want to hold back a little bit because of that fear of, am I stepping off in the wrong direction? Am I going to take someone else in the wrong direction, you know, especially as you're dealing with youth, you know, teenagers. And so you, you're, you're already extremely mindful of that. And then when you add that fear where you're, you're countering, not really countering, but diverging from the path that you walked as a teen, it, it creates an internal conflict. Yeah. And that, that fear can be crippling. Absolutely. So uh, this transformation is happening in your life. Uh, you actually um, stepped away from ministry. Yes. Um, so what was going on with you at that particular time related to what we're talking about? It it, it became a place where, um, as I've said before, uh, earlier on in our conversations, ministry was always a pull for me, but very, very spe specifically youth ministry. I enjoy speaking. Um, but I, I always enjoy speaking from a teaching perspective. Um, and I, I did, I had some times where I had a different title, <clears throat> excuse me, a different title of associate minister or something like that, where I had other, and that just never, that, that didn't last long. That, cause I knew that just wasn't, uh, it, it never really fit. Uh, and so, but even as I enjoyed teaching and I enjoyed uh, uh, youth ministry and doing, I began to feel it was more of a struggle um, and not necessarily just because of this, the, the, our topic of conversation, but just ministry as a whole was, was becoming more of a struggle internally uh, that I, you know, prayerfully consider and, and, and 
it, it just became a time to step away. Um, I wasn't doing what I intended to do. Uh, and, and I could feel that and see that. And it just, it became, it became time to, to do that and to just, I guess if nothing else, maybe to refresh, you know, I, I don't know if I know that was a small or at least a part of it. It wasn't all of it, but definitely just kind of a, it was a struggle, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's a long way to say two words. <laughs> so you step out of ministry, but mm -hmm. you know, God through the Holy Spirit still working on you. Um, mm -hmm. But there was actually a time in your life when, um, where I think it's fair to say you, you never stepped away from Jesus but you stepped away from your heritage in the churches of Christ. Mm -hmm. Can you Absolutely. talk a little bit about that? After growing up um, and uh, struggling with the, the things that we've talked about, um, uh, and then some of the struggles that are inherent as you begin to change and do things differently and um, approach things differently uh the conversations the struggles we've that we've you know talked about even you know meeting resistance with those things and for the first time uh in my life i was able to truly take a step back because i wasn't considering where to work i wasn't you know none of those things i was an adult you know i have a family i need to take a step back and look at this from a ten thousand foot view and say okay, where, regardless of location, regardless of name on the sign, where is growth and growth in God? Um, and if you would have told 12-year-old me that that would have been a place that didn't have Church of Christ on the sign and had instruments, I would have probably been insulted and laughed all at the, all at the same yeah. time, truthfully, uh, and, and probably taking advantage of the opportunity to teach you differently of why those things were not okay. Uh, but it, it very much was when I, we went to a couple of different places, but we kind of landed in, in one place in middle Tennessee and it was, it was a struggle. Uh, there were some, some difficulties, um, even though I never encountered anything that I felt or that, that was wrong, uh, that was contrary to, to, you know, what God intended, contrary to scripture, but it was very, very different. And so that created its own set of struggles uh, because I to teach and say we've missed the boat on these things is one thing. And then to sit down with your family and say, here's what we're doing. A lot of that internal struggle mm. comes right back up. Because you got, I've got to make sure that that I am. This is okay. That I, that I am in the right place. That that my family is in the right place. By family, are you talking about um, your 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 family or your extended family? No, family just, of origin. Just just my specific family. Okay. Did you have any family conflicts when you made this decision? Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, my um, my mother and grandmother, uh, good good godly women, uh, faithful faithful till death, both of them. Uh, but it was very much, it was a, it was a hard struggle, especially for my mom, uh, because she was very strong in her belief, uh, that I, my decisions were in error. Um, and, um, 
always out of love. Never, never a, an argument, never a harsh word of any kind, honestly. Uh, but even down to, uh, she would, when she would see me, when we would have dinner or something, she would give me uh, tracks that she had picked up about, uh, um, Lord's the Lord's Supper and you know, why it was important every Sunday and you know instrumental music and the so there was there were definitely uh, those struggles uh, and we would have open conversation uh, never with any different result for either one of us but it was at least an open an open conversation but but yes those those were definitely um, from both extended family and from extended from friendships, uh, you know, that with concern that honestly, just the name on the sign, you know, that was, that was, that was the main issue uh, that led to other conversations, but that's typically where they started. I think it's uh, pretty remarkable that you evidently maintained a good relationship with your mother. Absolutely. Despite disagreement. Cause mm-hmm we hear stories of people who have similar paths and their families may disown them or Mm -hmm. refuse to talk to them. Uh, What were some of the keys for keeping that good relationship with your mom? Well, I think honestly, it was the example of my grandparents. Uh, My grandparents, very staunch uh, grandfather and grandfather, grandfather and grandmother, both on that side of the family, Uh, very rigid, but they also had five children. And my mother was the oldest of those five children. And all of them at different times had veered from what my grandparents had in mind, um, whether it be, you know, choices in, in uh, church or in life, whatever it was. And even though uh, they would always be honest about disapproval, even disappointment, depending on the circumstance, it was always with love. Uh, and so my mom, being the oldest, got to see that from their perspective and be modeled more than I think the, the, the others did. And so I think that was a huge. So she she very much modeled that from them. Never agreed. Would let me know that she disagreed. Uh, and I never I, I was old enough as, as as an adult that I didn't I never reacted in in frustration or, or, you know, anger or anything, because mom, I hear you, but let's, let's just talk about, you know, that was, I was old enough that I think younger in life, I may have, I know I would have reacted in a different way, but I was old enough and, and had enough years in, into life that, that I think my approach also helped that where I, I never tried to pick or prod to, you know, it was always just a conversation. We can have a conversation. Wow, that 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 is remarkable, and that's refreshing to hear. Um, so this um, this congregation, this group of believers that you wound up with, um, what was it that attracted you to them that that you didn't find in your heritage? Freedom, and not freedom in a could do anything kind of way, but freedom in Christ. Um teaching like I had never heard before. Not again, not to be disrespectful in any way of the, the throughout growing up years, the men that I sat at their feet in the pulpit who taught me amazing things, not in any way to be disrespectful, but teaching that was Christ relationship with Christ centered, not just Christ centered, but relationship with Christ centered. 
teaching that um, would start with saying, okay, we're really going to unpack this. And it, and it was, it was this genuine, we're all learning together. Uh, you know, in the time frame that I grew up, there was a whole lot more hellfire, <laughs> brimstone, you know, very direct um, preaching at as opposed to teaching. And it was it, it felt much more like what I had been exposed to at Lipscomb, you know, that, that we really were opening up. And even though it was a larger congregation, some Sundays there was a couple of thousand people, it, you really kind of felt like we were all unpacking and growing in this thing together. And then the worship was an open honest expression that for several weeks I wasn't necessarily a participant in, but I was absolutely engulfed by, if, if that makes sense, uh, just because I had never experienced it. I had never, and you know, truthfully, you talk about instruments and how distracting it is and how uh, God is not lifted up through an instrument and, you know, all of those different things. And it was just absolutely the opposite of that and really just wrapped me up in it. So this, uh, this change though, proved to be for a season in your mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. uh, because you, you decided to step back into the churches of Christ in this particular group. And so tell me a little bit about that because, um, you've come out of the heritage, you experience freedom, you, you, you learn about grace and your life goes in somewhat of a different direction, never away from Jesus, but a different direction. Mm -hmm. And now you come back to your heritage of your youth. Tell me about that. Well, I think to come back to it, it had to be at a place that fit that growth, that, that path, not that growth, that path, that I think is a better word because in, in all of that experience, and as we've talked about even in youth ministry, I, it began to really unfold to me the, the beauty of grace, the joy in relationship that is not based on uh, activity or, or, or that's not the, uh, that's based, that's not based on r right you know, being right. Maybe that's a better way, not just activity. The the joy of of knowing that that there is such love and desire for relationship from God that there is no such thing as no hope. You know, even the dirtiest, darkest of sinners is washed in grace. It can be washed in grace. Uh can is desired by God. So and we honestly, as, as a, a family, uh, had, you know, three different states, two different states to, to get to here and, and had never, uh, even when we first ended up in Louisiana, didn't end up at a church of Christ. And then when we found the specific body that we're a part of uh, now, it was the first time in a long time that I had been inside the doors of the Church of Christ Heritage where I genuinely felt that relationship was the top priority. Relationship with Christ, relationship with one another, graceful relationships with one another. Um, and, and so that, that helped open, open that door. Because uh, what I didn't want to walk back into was, and on next Saturday we're going to have a debate where we've, 
no thank you. You know, and not again, not to be dismissive for ugly. That almost came across that way, and I didn't mean for it to. But that's what that's what I had no interest in, both personally and for my family. So, so there's some hope. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've talked in uh, about our heritage, and and some of what we've shared has been couched in negative terms. Mm-hmm. But um, but there's some beauty to our heritage, and and maybe um maybe you're an example of, of that mm-hmm. when, um, when we learn grace along with this, um, this desire to know Jesus and uh, to be led by the Holy spirit. And, um, you know, to, to be people, you know, we, we know the Bible is not the end all, but mm-hmm. to be people who search the scriptures. Absolutely. So, and it's a beautiful thing that when you really dig into, and I know how much you love history, when you really dig into our heritage, that desire for a relationship and, Dig into, digging into the scripture for the sole purpose of Jesus being the answer, that really is our heritage. Uh, and just like with anything, boy, this is not something that the Church of Christ, you know, hold the patent on. Just like with anything, that can be twisted, that can be turned, and that can be flipped upside down because it involves humans. And that's just reality. Uh, but I, I think one of the things that's exciting about where we are and what we're doing now is the opportunity, just like it was exciting in youth ministry, to teach people, a lot of whom I know exactly where they've come from. I know exactly the steps they've taken because I've walked every one of them. And us have those moments together where we talk about the Spirit, where we talk about relationship with the Spirit. And, those, and all of us together are going, Oh, wow. You know, we're honestly having those. I've never seen it that way before. And and the spirit was part of it. having those honest moments uh, internally, uh, I, I think is an amazing thing. Absolutely. And and you haven't just you just haven't come back to a church building and sat in a pew. You no. jumped in with both feet. You you're a worship leader. You're a, you teach Bible classes. You serve in other ways. Um, so. Is this like surreal for you? Did you ever think you would you would be back in a building with a sign up front? No, I honestly did not. And, and, and it's and it's not and it was never because of this bitterness that I'm just not, you know, I'm those, you know, hurtful or what. Again, I have nothing but respect and absolute love uh, for many, many of the people that I encountered. But because of knowing kind of where the starting point was and not really wanting to be there again. I I honestly did not think that it would be something that I would ever do again. Now I'm curious to get some in uh, some of your thoughts on the future of churches of Christ, because the statistics are not very good right now. Mm -hmm. There's not much good news. Uh, The Christian Chronicle has published uh, statistical findings and, and churches of Christ are, in a rapid decline. So do you see any hope for the, the churches of Christ here in America? Well, interestingly, I think if we were to truly learn and, and adopt our, our true heritage that, you know, when you look at statistically those that churches that are growing, it is, it is churches that, um, that 
are of, of no affiliation. You know, it's like a community church or something, you know, and, 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 and they, they are focusing on many of the things that, that our heritage, you know, focused on when you really truly look and dig back into it. So there's a lot of things that, that we have in our history that have been done right. We just got to find those things again and not be afraid of them. Not be afraid that it's going to be the moment where we really mess it up or whatever, but but embrace those things of of you know digging in, finding truth through Jesus and and that being our focus. You know, that was the whole point. I don't want to be known as anything but a Christian. And that's when you look at who's growing, that's where the focus is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's such a great point. And and that's one thing I um I, I know that in, in some circles, um, the name Church of Christ causes, you know, people to um, their hair to bristle. But mm-hmm. but I love the emphasis on Christ. And Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, when we dig back into our heritage before what I believed, before it was hijacked. Absolutely. Uh, we find this commitment, uh, focus on Jesus, this mm-hmm. focus on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's a beautiful thing, freedom in Christ. Absolutely. So what, what, is, an, what is a piece of advice that you would give uh, for someone um, who's searching for Jesus? W- would you recommend they try the Churches of Christ? Or what, what advice would you give them? My advice would be to find a body mm. of believers. Mm. I don't care what is on the sign, uh, to find a place that is filled with people who, when you walk in the door feeling you're not feeling like you're not good enough, they're going to be okay with that because they're not either. Mm -hmm. And they know they're not. And we're all in this together. You know, it's, I've said it a thousand times. The natural order of fishing is you catch and then clean. And I think in our heritage and just, in Christianity as a whole, we've kind of messed that up and we start trying to clean people up before we've ever caught them. And, and, I, and I encourage people to find a place where when you get caught up in it a little bit, Jesus starts doing the cleaning and nobody else is worried about how clean you are or how dirty you are because they're walking the same grace filled life that you are filled with mistakes, filled with ugly, but washed in the blood of the lamb. And I don't care what the sign is. If you find that body, that's your place. That's your place. And and never, ever, ever give up on that or on you, no matter how big the struggle is, no matter how large the mountain seems to be. Mountains can be moved. Mountains can be moved. That's such a beautiful sentiment. And I think it's in line with um, with our heritage when you go back. Mm hmm. Um, a saying that I grew up hearing a lot was um, we are not the only Christians, but we are Christians only. Love that. Love that. And I think that's the stuff when you're talking about, is there hope? Well, if we live by that, I mean, if we really truly live by Jesus is the answer all day, every day, no matter the question, Jesus is the answer. It really changes priorities. Yeah. Wow, this has been a such a good conversation, Darren. Um, I know there's so much more of your story that we didn't even get to, 
but thank you for being so transparent and sharing the parts that we were able to get to. Uh, it means a lot. And I think um, your story is a great encouragement to those who are listening. So thank you for coming on. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity and I've enjoyed it. And it's created, you know, memories and thoughts and conversations that have been very, very fun, even outside of our conversation, just to kind of be a part of it and, and open up about these things. It's been very, very enjoyable. I'm glad God brought you to Louisiana. Me too. I'm, we're very thankful to be exactly where we are. Thanks for being here, Darren. Thank you. Hey, Wonder of It All listeners, thank you so much for tuning in again for another episode. I hope that you've been blessed by part of what Darren has shared, the part of his story that we've covered in these three episodes, and, and maybe you can relate. Either way, I hope that it's been a blessing for you. Remember, new episodes drop every Tuesday at 6 a.m. And until next time, keep living in wonder and take care.